Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. My name is Dave Lorenzo, and today we're talking real estate, but we're talking real estate from a different perspective. What if you need to be downtown, and this could be downtown in any city in America, what if you need to be downtown and you're a business and you're doing well, you're happy, you're excited, you're satisfied with the way your business is going, but you're going up against a behemoth. You're going up against one of the big developers. And I say up against because you got to negotiate a lease. And you don't do that. It's not your business. You need to know what the terms could be. You need to know if you could get some concessions. Maybe you don't even know what a concession is. Well, I've got just the person for us to talk to about that. He's also going to tell us about how he does business and how he attracts new clients. And you're going to get a peek inside one of the hottest markets in the country right now. Our guest today is Stephen Goldstein. He's the president of ChicagoBroker.com. He's a commercial tenant rep. He's going to give us an inside window, going to share some of his secrets with us today on this edition of The Inside BS Show. So, Steve, thanks for joining us today. I'm so glad you're here. You're going to give us all the inside BS about how to go up against some of the biggest developers in your city, one of the biggest cities in the country. You do this all day, every day. Do you find that it's more difficult in this kind of COVID-19, kind of the weaning of the COVID-19 environment? Is it more difficult to get a good deal on an office lease now, or is it less difficult than before the pandemic? First, thank you for having me on the show, Dave. I appreciate it. Um, it's a loaded question because every, because Chicago and every market for that, for that matter is really a block-by-block -block market. And every business has a different way that they approach their real estate and what kinds of commitments they need to make. So there's no blanket, one-size-fits-all answer to that to a question like that if it's a tenant looking downtown there's there's going to be certain uh, advantages and disadvantages if they're looking in the suburbs advantages disadvantages if they want to buy the same same thing so i think it just depends but regardless it's a great time to be looking right now okay so uh give us the, the some insight into the market that you know really well the, the folks who are listening, the folks who are watching, you know, you and I have a lot of friends. You and I have a lot of people we do business with in the Chicago area. What's the hottest area, say downtown right now? What's the what's the the hottest place that people want to be in terms of so, office space? Yeah, so people seem to be dipping their toe in the water again in the loop. I'm seeing a lot of activity with clients looking to expand and grow in the loop or take down new space or uh, flight to quality better space. So that's a factor. I'm also seeing a lot of action in the West Loop and the Fulton Market area still and in some of the neighborhoods where I'm not seeing action and I'd love to see action and, and businesses in the River North area. I still think there's, you know, some forces holding that area back. And until people get comfortable again, you know, with the with the situation in Chicago in certain neighborhoods, I think certain neighborhoods are going to suffer and others are going to benefit. Uh, there's also a good migration happening to the suburbs of people looking for more of a hub and spoke type of way to run their business, uh, touchdown offices and more small satellite offices. So Steve, uh, help people understand there are, there is a robust market in my experience. There's a robust market 
for companies who are who are looking for permanent space, right? There's this there's this big myth that's been perpetrated that oh everybody's going to be remote and nobody's ever going to go in the office again. I work with a lot of professional firms, Steve, and the professional firms want their folks in the office as much as possible. They're not at a in a point where they're going to push everybody to come in every single day yet. But are you seeing now, are you seeing these days people wanting to go back to the office? Yeah. People are frustrated with work from home. They're frustrated. They're, they're productive, but they're not creative. That's what I'm hearing. And, the, and sometimes in order to, for organizations to move forward, you need to have people together to collaborate and to create and to solve problems together. You know, the young people in organizations don't have opportunities to get mentored and learn the soft skills that they can get by being around more seasoned brokers, for example, or seasoned people in business. Even in the brokerage community, I think it's hard for young brokers to to make their way today if they're just working remote because they're working in a vacuum. So I think that people are, are really feeling a need to get back in the office. The business owners want the people back. The people want to come back, but it's going to look different for every employee and every business. Some employees are going to be five days a week, maybe six days a week where they need to be in a space. If you work in a medical practice or you work um, in a business where the business just has to take place in a certain geographic location and remote doesn't work, then those people are all going back. And then there's going to be a shifting around of how other people come back. Some may come back two or three days a week. Some may come back one day a week. Uh, Some may never come back but may be dealing with other things and being monitored and managed remotely. So I think it's just everything is still in flux. What, Steve, what has surprised you from the landlord perspective? When you're having conversations, and and you do this dozens of times a week, right? When you're having conversations with the landlord's reps or with developers, what are you seeing now as we're in the weaning phases? I don't even know what to call it, right? The pandemic's not over, but it's kind of like in our minds it's over. What are you seeing now from the people who own the space and their representatives that has surprised you? I'm still seeing some denial. People that think that need to believe of the, the shiniest, newest Class A buildings in the, in the area you're competing for tenants because there's so much homogeneity between spaces. So the big surprise is denial on the part of some of the landlords and maybe even their lenders that they haven't gotten aggressive yet, aggressive to create spec suites, aggressive to provide concessions, aggressive to motivate tenants to come back in. Who's who's looking now? What give us a profile of a couple of businesses that are that that recognize that there may be an opportunity out there. So who's who's calling Steve Goldstein and saying, "Hey Steve, listen, we're ready." I mean, yeah, right now I deal I'm dealing with a lot of lawyers that are their leases have come due uh, and they're looking to gobble up other firms and gobble up market share and they want to have space to do that. So a lot of law firms around the city and the suburbs medical practices uh, still in an expansion mode. I think a lot of a lot of businesses are are trying to acquire opportunities and create partnerships and that's changing space needs too where you know new new businesses have been born and the space needs that you that the businesses used to occupy now are different and there's just a lot of change from that perspective. Mm. 
Okay. And is there is there more flexibility? Do you have more room to work in in this particular environment? You did mention that some folks were in denial, but that leads me to believe that there's a flip side to that coin where there are some folks who are going to be more aggressive and want to get their space locked up as quickly as possible. Do you do you have some room to work in this market? I do. I mean, I have clients that that want to to commit and do a seven or 10 year lease right now today and they want to lock something up. I have one that's looking to buy a property very bullish on this, you know, this market that it's the opportunity to buy and occupy. So he's moving away from leasing. Um, But in general, it's it's. It's, it can go both ways. It just depends on the company. It's, it's yeah. really hard to say. Yeah. Talk to me about th- this particular market and buying versus leasing. Is it, um, is it, you know, the money's not as cheap as it was, but is it still a good market to buy in? It is. It is. There's a lot of pain out there. And there's a lot of loans that have come due where the borrower and the lender are just not going to be able to see a a solution and they're going to have to put the properties up for sale. And a lot of those properties are going to be fire sales because of the loans and and the pressures the lenders are going to have to put on people for these non-performing buildings. So there's a good opportunity that I think inventory is going to be coming on the market and the SBA is throwing money at owner users that can occupy at least 50% of a building, you can get very, very favorable terms. And I've heard as much as, you know, more than 100% financing. Mm. Wow, that sounds pretty good. All right, Steve, so I'm going to ask you this question. I want to take, I want you to take a minute and think about the answer. What are some of the innovations you're seeing uh, developers, you're seeing landlords build into their buildings in order to accommodate this new kind of a hybrid work environment. I want you to I want you to share some of the innovations that you're seeing and I want you to do it in just one minute. While Steve is thinking about that, I want to remind you folks that we're here today because we're supported by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over 35 years, actually since 1983, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has provided expert client service to people all over the United States. Now, they have offices in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and in Chicago, but I just connected them with a client down here in South Florida. I've connected them with clients all up and down the East Coast. And you're wondering why would someone want to work with an accounting firm based in the Midwest if they're a law firm, say, in Maryland? Well, I just connected John Alfonsi with one of my clients who's a family law attorney in Maryland because she needed an expert to look at a business and do a business valuation. And John does this all day, every day. This is what he does. He's a partner at Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. Actually, I think the title that he has is principal, but he's one of the main guys in the firm. And what he will do is he will go into a business, take a look at the business from top to bottom, look at the financial statements, do a comparable market analysis, and then be able to testify in court on the value of that business. Now, why is John's expertise so important to my family law client? Well, there are two things that make John really stand out when it comes to this. First, his valuations are spot on. Court after court after court has looked at what he's done and other experts have looked at what he's done and they know that he knows his stuff. So he's what you would call 
an unimpeachable expert when it comes to doing business valuations. And then the second thing is the way he testifies in court. See, John's also a professor, and he can take the most complex, befuddling accounting principles and break them down so simply, help people understand them. In fact, he's so good, he can even make sure a judge understands the financial aspects of what he's talking about. So, If you need help with a business valuation, whether you're buying or selling a business, whether you're a litigator and there's a contentious issue and you need either a business or a part of a business uh, valued, or you're a family law attorney like my client in Maryland, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is the place to go. I want you to reach out to them. I want you to call them and you can call them at 866-717-1607. That's 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. If you're looking for a business development plan, you're a professional, lawyer, CPA, consultant, and you want a guide to growing your business, I've got it for you and I want to give it to you for free. That's right. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you watching my show today with Steve Goldstein. So I'm going to give you my Revenue Roadmap Guide for free. Here's what you need to do. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com revenueroadmapguide.com. Go to that website, enter your contact info. Once you hit enter, you'll immediately get access to your guide. You can download it. You can customize it. This is the same guide I use with my clients. I help my clients customize it. You can download it today and customize it for yourself. revenueroadmapguide.com. It's my gift to you to say thank you. Our guest today is Steve Goldstein, Stephen R. Goldstein, and he's the president of chicagobroker.com. He's a commercial tenant rep. He represents tenants who are looking to buy or looking to lease commercial space. If you want to reach out to him, you can do so by calling 312-840-9002. I'm also going to put his email address down in the show notes. He loves to get email, so you can email him to your heart's content, but only do it if you're serious about real estate. All right, so Steve, I asked you a question before we started that spot, and that question was about innovation. What are some of the really cool things you've seen developers, you've seen landlords do to make their buildings more attractive to tenants? Right, so that's a big, that's a huge push right now. One thing I touched on was spec suites. You're seeing a lot more landlords create spec suites which sort of plays into the strategy that a lot of clients are employing, which is to have flexibility. So a spec suite is a space where a landlord fits out a vacant area of the building and they kind of guess. They guess it's an educated guess on square footage. So they might do a spec suite that's 1,800 feet, another that's 2,800 feet, another that's 4,800 feet, another that's 9,000 feet, and some are going to be configured with a lot of private offices in an open area. Others will be configured mostly open with bench seating. They'll include the furniture, the wiring, the phones, everything, and then let tenants come in that need space fast, like I was talking about all the M&A activity and the shuffling around that's been happening. People don't want to, some people don't want to sign big commitments, long commitments, and they don't have the runway of time to plan an office move, which typically is four to eight months. You know, it can be done quicker. Oftentimes it takes longer. So these spec suites are a great innovation that it's, it requires a big investment on the landlord's part, but it shortens the time frame for getting the tenants in the building and allows them to get a foot in the door with talking to them about a longer term. 
The other big change that I'm seeing, in addition to, there's a lot of prop tech happening that's affecting HVAC and cleanliness and touch-free access and security and things like that. But I'd say the big, big underlying theme is that your home is not, is not changing to accommodate your office, but the office is, is changing to accommodate your life. So the landlords are bringing in gyms, they're bringing in meeting rooms, they're bringing in meditation and rest nap rooms, whatever, meditation rooms, and different things to make it so the tenants want to be in the office. And if they want to get away from the hustle and bustle of the cubicles or the office space that they're in, they have a place in the building to go where they can enjoy amenities and read a book or decompress before they go back. So seeing more and more focus on that. Okay, great. Good information. Thanks. Tell us, Steve, how did you get involved in, in being a, in being a tenants rep? How did you, I mean, this is a, it's a niche area in real estate. How did you, how did you select this and why did you select this? So it kind of found me. Um, the long and the short answer is I started out as a landlord rep and learning from developers how to buy, lease, construct, manage buildings all around the South Loop. And I leased up a bunch of the buildings and the developer I worked with introduced me to a bunch of friends. And a year later, a year and a half later, I found myself with all these landlord projects and running around the city and the suburbs with 62 buildings that I handled, which was way too much for one person. And I realized that as I'd show these buildings, some of the brokers had tenant reps. Which, I mean, some of the tenants were represented by brokers. And at the time, in the late 80s, early 90s, I'd never heard of a tenant rep before. So all of a sudden, you know, for the biggest and the best tenants, there were these guys called tenant reps that were running them around helping them make deals. And everybody else was kind of unrepresented or there wasn't a clear delineation on who represented who. So I realized that these tenant reps, they're really standing on the side of the tenant. They're there from the start to the finish. They're there when the tenant has a problem after or wants to grow or move or buy after. That's the place to be. So I completely shifted my focus to everything that I learned to do for landlords to fill buildings and protect the landlords and help the landlords get the highest rents to ultimately get the highest value out of the lease. I was, I just do the exact opposite for the tenants. That's great. Now give us the benefits for, so people who are listening right now who may be looking for space, they, you may be the first person they've ever heard of who was a tenants rep, or they may have heard of it before and didn't understand it. And now they're, they're working out in the gym today and they just happen to stumble upon the inside BS show. And they're listening to you and I talk about it right now. List out for us the benefits of working with a tenants rep, the benefits of working with you. So, so aside from 30 plus years of experience doing commercial leasing and sales downtown in the suburbs of Chicago, Aside from being involved as an owner myself in 18 different projects and seeing them start to finish and having that perspective, um, just being in the market and keeping a pulse on what other companies are doing and running searches for other businesses simultaneously, I get a perspective on what the current concessions you can get are, what the current level of contribution landlords are putting in as far as build out goes, what the rents go for in different neighborhoods. But probably most importantly, aside from creating that leverage for clients and getting them educated, it's helping them avoid the pitfalls. It's helping them avoid making a mistake on something that if in my experience, I've seen other people surpass that obstacle, 
overcome overcome the problem. Now I can add that input to this other person, this new person's problem, and help them solve it. Yeah, that's great. And then from a negotiation perspective, like you said, you have all this background, but is there is there an opportunity for someone who engages you because you may do three leases a year in a particular building or with a particular landlord or particular developer and you know how they negotiate you know what they're willing to do yeah is there is there an advantage there talk a little bit about that so yeah so there's owners that you know that i love to deal with because they get it and their agents get it and they throw concessions at my clients to make the deals attractive and they're very accommodating when it comes to paying for space planning and helping the tenants to to get settled in the space then there's others that are sort of legacy owners that really don't care and it's really difficult and i feel it's my job when i get hired by a client to share with them the experiences i've had in the market with different landlords so if someone says i really like this particular building on that corner i may say oh you know I know that building, it's a beautiful building, but I'll tell you the owners are very, very difficult to deal with, whether it's whatever the situation is. Uh, there's just some people are difficult and um, the tenant will take that advice or not. It's If not, I'll work through it and help them. But if they take the advice, oftentimes they find out I'm right. We find them in other space in the same area with similar aesthetic that's got better terms and a more attentive owner. So like I said earlier about avoiding pitfalls, you hire a broker it's sort of like a Sherpa to make sure you safely get up and down that mountain. And you want to, you want to maximize your experience too. Um, and bring in a broker that specializes in tenant rep that doesn't have any landlords influencing his, his advice to you as far as what decision is best to make. Um, that's an important thing, having an impartial advisor that's really looking objectively at the criteria that's important to you versus the criteria that would be important to a landlord. Yeah, that's a great point. Talk about post lease, right? So post, so the transaction's done. You're, one, of, one of your competitive advantages is, is that you don't go away, right? So if somebody, if somebody has an issue, Correct. you can help them afterwards too. Talk, tell folks a little about that, Steve. Well, it depends on the issue. I mean, certainly if the issue is growing or Um, wanting additional offices and things. We've established a relationship. I understand the tenant and I've got clients that that call me up and say, hey, you know, we need you to find us a space in Austin or Fort Lauderdale. Um, And I get what they're looking for so I can engage a broker in that market and help them get get the search done. Um, But after the movement, so then the other thing is just staying in touch, making sure the landlord um, lived up to their, to their, requirements under the lease, making sure the build out worked out, making sure that the vendors that they needed get introduced to them to get them settled in the space. And then obviously just keeping in touch. You know, I I get most of my business is by referral from former clients or from people in my network. So it's important to me to stay around and make sure every problem is solved for my client. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. So who is who's the ideal person for Steve Goldstein? So we've got we probably got some we've got some real estate lawyers who are listening. We've got some people listening who are connected to folks who are going to need space down the road. Who's the ideal person you want people to introduce you to an expert of, of saying to someone, here's my criteria. This is the problem I need to solve help me get leverage to solve it. And when I say get leverage, it means my lease is coming due, let's say, 
and I need to see five buildings that are really super competitive with mine that have space that's better, that's priced less or that's priced in the, in the range I want to see it so I can make a decision. So by creating that leverage and it's, it's real tool, it's a real tool for them to negotiate and whether, whether I do the negotiating, which is usually how it goes, or let's say it's a, there's an incumbent situation where there's a landlord and a tenant doesn't want the landlord to know that they're using a broker, but they want to get advice to make sure that they're making a fair deal. I can advise from behind the scenes as well. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. The the behind the scenes education piece. I would imagine you're also you also have comps available. I mean, you probably know the comps off the top of your head because you're because you're in the market. So you can say to yeah, you can you can say to them, hey, listen, you know, comparable space across the street would go for X. And I know this particular landlord has a lot of space coming due right now. You also have access to that, right? You know, you 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 know what space is coming up and. And you know what the landlord is giving to new tenants coming in the building. And I want my tenants to get at least a good a deal, at least as good a deal as the new guy coming in that's a yeah. complete stranger to the landlord. So take having that perspective. And sometimes it involves reaching out to broker friends and saying, hey, have you done a deal at 123 Main Street lately? What kind of terms are you seeing? And I'll find out and then I can advise my clients on where to push. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve. So help us now with business development, right? Give us uh, give us some education on on business development. You've been doing this for 30 years. You said uh, your best referrals come from people who've worked with you in the past. Do you do anything to stimulate referrals? How do you stay top of mind with people? So I'm, I'm very active in networking, networking circles and doing a lot of networking. I have a website where I write blogs and different topics, a lot related to COVID, a lot related to return to work, a lot related to how to best utilize a tenant rep. Um, so search engines, I get a lot of business through the web too, but mainly just I'm, I'm a big connector and a giver. I really try to pay attention to what people in my network do and then connect each other. And I feel like that come, what comes around goes around, not necessarily direct one-to-one, -one, but what comes around does go around. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I found I found the same thing to be true. And I love now you you and I talked about this before uh, before we went live on the show here today. I love what you got going on in your in your background there in your office. So explain to folks who are watching because we, we have a good a good amount of folks who are going to be listening to this and they're not going to have the benefit of seeing Steve Goldstein's fantastic background. In fact, let me do this. Let me use this as a time to plug our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you're listening to this on on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or any of the podcast outlets. Audible, Stitcher, iHeartMedia. I want you to go and look up this episode and look for Stephen R. Goldstein because I want you to look at his background because this is what a video background should look like. It It is an ex exhibition of personality. So what are we looking at back there, Steve? Well, so as I was saying, my wife is an antique dealer and I end up having the repository for a lot of the finds she gets along the way and um I don't know. We've got an old penny scale. That is so cool. Old. I wish I had one of those. I want one of those. And then you've yeah. got like a you've got like a kabuki mask, right? It's like a Japanese theater. Yeah, mask. Yeah, some weird masks, and I got my my saber here. Sword. Oh, that's nice. You got a bowling so pin. Lots of, and of course, you've lots got lots of interesting I, weird stuff. Steve, I hope I hope those aren't props. You've got real blueprints behind you, which is awesome oh, yeah. because that tells me that you're on top of all the new space in Chicago. <laughs> 
when you need to know where something is, it's good to have the plans. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, Steve, I want you to take a minute now and I want you to think of three things people should take away from our time together today. Three things. And I want you to do that in just one minute. While Steve is thinking of the three things to take away, I'm going to remind you again about Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. They are the people to call if you're doing any type of tax planning. Now, listen, if you're planning on exiting your business, you're going to sell your business. Good for you. I'm glad you're going to sell your business. But you should have had a conversation with Sandrowski Corporate Advisors about five years ago. Why? Because if you have a business of a certain size and a business in a certain industry, you could save an S-ton, an absolute metric ton of money on your taxes. How? Well, Sandrowski is going to show you how. They have an opportunity to get you a qualified small business tax break. Never heard of this before or heard of it and you don't know what it is? You got to reach out to Sandrowski and give them a call because if they do the planning for you at least five years before you're ready to exit your business, you could save millions millions of dollars in taxes how don't worry about it call them they know how i want you to reach out to them and call 866-717-1607 866-717-1607 and tell them that you heard about the qualified small business tax break and you want to make sure that when it's time for you to sell your business you can save as much money as possible on those taxes you got to give them at least five years to work their magic. You can do it now and sell your business in 15 years. That's fine. Start a relationship with Sandrowski today. They're a CPA firm with a different perspective. 866-717-1607. Also, don't forget Revenue Roadmap Guide, my guide to business development for you. RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Enter your contact info. Get your free business development plan today. Now, you need office space. We've been talking to Steve Goldstein. He's the man to call for office space in Chicago. Or if you're in Chicago and you want office space somewhere else, give him a call. Maybe he's got a connection and he can help you in the other place you want to open your office. You can reach Steve Goldstein at 312-840-9002. His website, very easy to remember, chicagobroker.com. Great website. Go there, check out what he's got going on. He's got all kinds of information that'll educate you on the commercial real estate market in Chicago. If you like what you heard today, folks, do me a favor. Give us a hey now down in the comments. Just go to the comments and type hey now, Dave, or hey now, Steve Goldstein. Give me some office space down in the comments. We love to hear from you. We love your feedback. All right, Steve, what are the three things we should take away from our time yeah. together so, today? First and foremost is hire a tenant representative. If it's not me, hire one. Big companies like Starbucks have their own internal real estate department that when the, the new site people say go find a space, they've got a dedicated person that knows their requirements and has their best interests at heart that's out there looking. There is no cost to you as a tenant. It gets worked into the transaction and if you go direct to the landlord, that fee goes to the landlord's agent. So you're, you're leaving money on the table by not working with an agent. That was number one. Number two, be flexible. We're not done with the pandemic yet. Uh, all the chips have not fallen as far as what's going on with some of the older buildings in the downtown areas. And that's going to definitely affect the flow of tenants moving around. Um, so stay flexible. And I suggest to a lot of my clients to look really hard at um, subleases. Look hard at subleases because there's furnished 
their, their furnished their phones wiring in place you're going to save on not paying for a build out you're not going to necessarily go through the same uh, financial proctology exam by the landlord for them approving and paying for that build out so there's a huge benefit to you if you could find a sublet or a spec suite that fits and lastly because of the flexibility that's happened with with COVID and the changes in the work from home and the environment it'd probably be a good idea to sit down with an architect and I have architects I work with as part of my projects buildings have architects that they work with to plan space but to sit down with someone and outline what you see your needs of your business being this year next year the following year and in the future so that you can approach your decision to come back into space or approach your decision to take on space with a roadmap that takes into consideration where we've been and I find that clients that don't use a planner sometimes end up taking on too much space or worse too little space I'm not sure too much is too worse or, or too little is too is worse but either way you're you're leaving money on the table and that's why I always recommend getting an architect involved to help determine exactly what's needed all right great advice from Steve Goldstein he's the man if you need office space in Chicago I want you to reach out to him right now give him a call 312 312- 8409002312840900. Steve, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure having you and we I learned a lot about uh leasing up real estate. I learned a lot about Chicago. So, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, Dave. It was a pleasure. All righty, folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be right back here again tomorrow with another edition of our show. Until then, I'm Dave Lorenzo. Here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.